Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you Monday, April 12th with his good, good pal, Dave Damashek. It's Mina Kimes Monday, Dave. We have Mina Kimes on today. Oh, she's the tops. Love Kimes. This is uh, already like Babe Ruth in 32 and Wrigley. I'm going to point out the center field and call our shot here. This is going to be a good one, Sal. I'm excited. Really? Oh, wow. Okay, wait. So I'm trying to figure out how that turned out. He hit a home run, right? That's what happened there. I have a major strikeout for both you and me, Sal. Well, really, for not what for, happened? for us, but... Rachel Bonetta was with us last week, your old pal and uh, my new pal. Um, and uh, here on the Extra Points Network, of course, declared publicly and purposely, Ugh. which is why it's extra weird that you would do it, knowing that it's being recorded into a microphone for posterity. She said that she puts ranch dressing on her pizza. And not only that, that's, I guess, fine. You can do what you want. But with pineapple and ham is grotesque. I asked the wife about it over the weekend. Her response was, yeah, that's me all day. All day, like, like, oh yeah, that's the, that's the standard. That's the default setting for any pizza. Like, yeah, put ranch on it. it it's bad, Sal. I think that uh, we're losing this battle. Perhaps we well, should just move I, yeah. along to our better taste buds island. The numbers will um, dictate that we are sort of losing the battle. I mean, I thought that when we put this on a poll, I thought we'd win 85-15 or something. No, the, the ranchers would have to get lost, but. Jim Cunningham, what isn't it like fifty six forty four or something pro, um, uh, or against ranch? It, it just drives me crazy that the margin is so so close. Didn't we see fifty six forty four? I don't know what's going on. It's just uh, hold on, I'll give you the latest. It makes me sick. And she sent us a video over the weekend. She said, "Oh, it's Ranch Friday or something," and I pretended to not watch it. I was like, "Ah, jokes on you. I'm not watching this crap." It's worse, Dave, that she even. It's not dipping. It was. It went from dipping to dousing. I mean, the pizza is completely covered with ranch dressing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's uh, it's ranch soup with <laughs> uh, with pizza as uh, one of the ingredients of her ranch soup. Yeah, That's gross. Well, good going, Ranchel Bonetta, because now we have a dilemma <laughs> on our hands. I mean, we we may have to let her go. Yeah. Let's talk Masters because we have Mina calling in in a few minutes. Uh, congratulations, Hideki Matsuyama, Japan's first Masters champ. First Japanese male to win the major, 29 years old, lowest scoring amateur back in the 2011 Masters. It finished tied for second, 2017. Wins it, four-stroke lead going into Sunday, Dave. And I bet him, I'm going to say, I had Cantley, I had Shoffley, I had all those guys, I had Morikawa, uh, Patrick Reed. And then I saw Sunday, I was like, he's making a charge. And he went from four to one odds on FanDuel to plus 135 in a matter of like one Justin Rose stroke. Right at the end of Saturday, I said, I'm hedging. I am betting Matsuyama. I'm sorry. I'm, yes, I'm betting Matsuyama. And uh, I ended up winning on uh, a rare, rare hedge that worked out for me. Did you catch a lot of this? I did. I watched it. It was a good sports weekend um, or a good sports Sunday. I saw a lot of complaining about uh, the the back nine at Augusta. It wasn't exciting enough for a lot of people's taste. I don't know what that means, but um, yeah, it was uh, it was good stuff with uh, twin chokes. Matsuyama, it appeared, was about mm-hmm. to choke it away in, in uh, you know, um, legendary fashion. And then Shoffley returns the favor on 16. It is 
I love stuff like this because you want ultimately as a fan, if you're a sports fan and you love watching these guys on TV, it's it's something that we talk about all the time. It's the guys who in the big spot can still come through, even though everybody is watching them do it yeah. and saying, this is his moment. Can he do it in that moment? And to be reminded that they, even at the highest end, and maybe it happens in golf more than any other sport, but that these guys, as the the countless times that they're on the range, beating beating it out, trying to um, you know perfect the thing. When it when you're on the back nine at, at Augusta, you can still choke. I there's something captivating sure. about that. But the boy Shoffley really let him off the hook. Didn't well, he he, he had uh, you know, and everyone was again Matsuyama. They're like, oh, he is going to choke. I was like, wow, he has a four stroke lead going into Sunday, and he's about even odds at that point. I said, why is he going to choke? I think he has eight. Masters rounds, consecutive eight Masters rounds with par or better. I'm like, I'm I'm rooting for the guy. I know there's a bunch of guys at minus seven. He's minus 11. But yeah, you're right. Shoffley gave it back. Um, he fought back to, to two-stroke uh, deficit. And then on 16, a very birdieable hole, he triple bogeys. And this is what gets me crazy. After the tournament, they interview him. And what does he say? He hits the water on 16. He he misjudged the wind apparently is that what he says he thought the wind was in his favor 10 yards it was against him 10 yards so it ends up in the drink but what does he say Dave this drives me crazy he says I have no regrets about that tee shot that's right that's right <laughs> a, what do you mean the, I, at least I can let him off the hook oh come because on at least it's just him and his caddy who he has to look at yes disgusting but yes it's it's all to purge yourself of sort of any individual responsibility, which is harder to do in golf. But, you know, the the most infamous version of that to me is as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan is after the heavily favored Steelers lost to double digit dog um, Patriots with Drew Bledsoe having to take over for Tom Brady in January of 2002. Uh, Cordell throws atrocious second half interceptions to throw that game away. And in the post game, they say, Cordell, any any regrets about the performance today? And his response was, no, not at all. Uh, yeah, well, I guess what, it. Cordell? There were 65,000 Yinzers walking out of the stadium that day. And I can I, I can assure you, we were all sick in the ball, sir. We all had plenty of regrets. See, plenty to pass along to you, Cordell. Dave, yeah. Dave, do, you, do, you have, do you have regrets of, of driving out to that game? Yes, I, I, I would rather have stayed home and not been miserable waiting in line to exit the <laughs> no park. Regrets. All these you guys, the Pete, Carroll, Pete Carroll, do you have regrets running the ball? Nope. Give me 10 different chances. I'll do it every time uh, at the goal line. Like, what? The idea is to win. It doesn't make you look any better if you say you have no regrets. Like, yeah, you would have used a different club, right? Oh, come on. If you if you could do it over, of course you would do it over with a different club or a different uh, philosophy or a different tactic going at that hole. You don't make yourself look any better by saying, I have no regrets. I would do it a thousand times. I'd hit it. If you water. don't, but then again, trying to like figure out the the mentality of this, and you were more of a high-end athlete in high, through high school than I was. I was Thank buried you. at the end of the bench if I was even on the bench. Um but you need that you need that pressure release valve after the fact, right? I mean, everything's like, there is no tomorrow. Today defines the rest of your days. What you do on the mat today will resonate for decades beyond in your brain yeah. and in your heart, Sal. Like, and then if you lose, you got to be like, that's just a sport. You did your best. Like, what, sure. you know, you have to be able to let yourself off the hook or else you'd go insane, right? 
you'd fall sure, into yes. you can, devastating I mean, but, depression. Yeah, but it's not. It's just not true. He's not being honest. I mean, of course he regrets it. He probably didn't sleep at all last night, uh, Xander. But uh, Matsuyama was between forty and fifty to one odds Thursday morning. Did you notice how he putted to to win the whole thing? He puts off balance. He misses the par putt. He had a little, a couple strokes to play with, and then he like you know uh, the bogey putt like two and a half feet out. He's on. He's basically on one foot, like Fred Astaire. He's on one foot. And uh, and puts it in. I was like, oh, I, I thought that would be that would be the worst choke of all time. I think putting on one foot. Would but. you, if you had, if I, because that 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 crosses my mind every single time when the when the broadcasters, as much as they doom and gloom it along the way, mm. right it right before the 18th, they declare like, well, the gold jacket. I mean, the gold jacket, the green jacket is Matsuyama's now. Like he just has to get off the. Well, there's the tee shot, and he's gonna win. And as he's walking up the fairway, he's going to win. Now he's in the sand trap mm. and like the whole way. He just has to two putt. Like all that would be so massive. The things you've done countless times. I'll, all of a sudden with the green jacket right there for the taking, I think it would impact the way you do things. And if you had what Matsuyama had to cinch the green jacket, that Ooh. I think it was about a 12 inch, 15 inch punt to knock it in. And like you say, he just walks up and would you... Would you half-ass it to look cool and casual, or would you, like, dead serious, like, oh. you know, hover over that thing, line it up from 17 different angles? It's like there's a certain amount of pressure to play it cool. Like, well, this is a gimme putt. I'm just going to bank this one in. But if you no. roll that one off the edge, then it plagues you for the rest of the I think day. I circle that thing. I play it. I, I mean, how yes. much? How long do you get before they call for time? Like three minutes? I, I, I keep everyone in great suspense there. Oh, I, take I, it all. Sure. I, I, if nothing I get else, on, yeah, I get on all fours, see what kind of grade I'm I'm <laughs> I'm uh, putting against, and I probably would end up fifty four forty six, much like our ranch experiment. Um, uh, if I made it or not, yeah, I think you make them wait it out. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that that was, uh, I, and I loved the caddy though. That was a new turn. I'd never seen that. He puts the flag stick back in at 18th yes. and he bowed to the hole, essentially, I guess, uh, honoring the whole course, which was a cool move, too. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And but they take the flag, right? They The caddies take the flag. But yeah, he 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 did bow. Yeah, that is some course. Um, it's a lot of fun, Masters. And I just want to say real quick, because we have Mina now in the uh, waiting room. Oh. No one won in our extra points futures league. Hench had Spieth. Harry had Xander. And I now have the lead with Baylor winning, and we have all kinds of futures we drafted. There's soccer, there's baseball, there's uh, who's going to lead at the All Star break. We have other golf tournaments. Dave, uh, did you? You're going to have to make your move soon. I think the one that I'm looking forward to, if if memory serves, I have to check the grid to confirm this. I'm pretty sure I locked in Justin Wilson. Uh, Justin Wilson. Justin Zach Wilson, Wilson at two. Uh, uh, Justin Fields at three, and I oh, think I that's still the way it's going to go. I Joel, still, you, I, I just refuse to believe that Kyle Shanahan has such an ego that that's what he's going to do. Not only am I going to take Mac Jones, I'm going to trade into that spot and take Mac Jones, and that will serve as my ongoing middle finger to you, NFL, because you know everybody else thinks I'm crazy for doing this. Let's talk to Mina about this because she's an expert. She's been studying this stuff. Uh, and in the meantime, Joel, look that up. I don't think Dave has all those futures lined up. I think in his head he did that. I don't think he really drafted that. But, but please, uh, look wait that a up. second. That's a great for. Uh, that's what should be the name of Mina Kimes' next uh, podcast. What in in Mina Times? In oh. Mina Kimes. Oh, okay. All right, we'll, work no, no, we'll, we'll we'll workshop it with her since she's here. 
All right, let's bring in our guest. She's the best thing, I think, Dave, to happen to ESPN since Australian rules football. And trust me, that's a goddamn compliment. It really is. Guys, Mina Kimes is here. What's happening, Mina? Sounds like you didn't watch Cornhole last summer, if you're making that kind of statement. <laughs> ACL is what you're the right. American Cornhole League is, which is uh, interesting. I guess no one's torn their ACL. Oh, my Cornhole, God. So. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, so ironic. I, I, you know what? I'm going to have to redo my list. But I will say, speaking of lists, Mina, you were on my bucket list of people I wanted to meet in 2021. And this audio Zoom connection is going to have to count. I'll take it. Thanks for I'll coming on. Thanks for having me. Dave, of course, is my old friend, so I'm excited to be here. You know Dave, yes, for a long time, and you still agreed to come on the on the uh, podcast. Um, we're, we're really wrapped up in this NFL draft. Dave has told me, I, I think this is a, a lean time of year after the NCAA tournament, after the Masters. We have, I'm looking now, four weeks till hockey playoffs, six weeks till basketball playoffs. Thank God. this. I mean, Dave's still trying to convince me that Pittsburgh, Philadelphia Flyers for the seventh time in 11 days is, is going to be uh, glorious. But no, I'm looking forward to this draft. I imagine you are as well. Yeah, I feel like this draft is also more, I guess, juicier, maybe is the word, than mm -hmm. last year's. And I mean, last year there was some controversy over where would, you know, would, what would the Dolphins do and whatnot? Would they actually take Tua? But this year it seems like after picks one and now two, it's open season, which for our industry is basically a stimulus of content. Yeah, it is. That's exactly right. And that's it is uh, the diminishment of my beloved puck, notwithstanding. Yes, the NFL draft keeps things nice and juicy here in springtime as we await um, postseason play in NBA and NHL. But Kimes, let's let's get to the matter at hand here. I mean, I, the main thing I think the my main takeaway in a juicy quarterback class and a, and a relatively by comparison to the ones we've seen in the last half decade, 2022 probably not as rich at QB as it stands right now. I mean, let, the, Russell Wilson said he wanted to get traded again for the second time in three years. And now he's now it's a big pronouncement to Dunlap and company. I'm coming back. I'm coming. I'm back in. Go this Hawks. seems this seems like a bad. There there is a shelf life. Our producer, Joel, dug it up. And I know you love nothing more than QB wins as a conversation. Oh, point. no. What? But there is a point. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, really. But listen, Russell Wilson has reached a place. It's, it's an eternity since he even reached a title game. Would it be best, not just for Russell Wilson, but for the Seattle Seahawks to move on and try and get one of those high-end quarterbacks in the 2021 draft? How say you? I say, no, I say, I, I can't tell if you're serious or if you're just. Yes. Uh, Welcome to my world. Yeah. Just, okay. <laughs> no, he's serious. Um, well, I do appreciate you saying one of the high end quarterbacks because for weeks during the great will Russell Wilson be traded saga of, you know, our opinion shows like this spring, I had to endure in trade proposals that were downright insulting, right? Like. The Bears reportedly uh, offered like three first round picks and a couple defensive players they were going to cut anyways. That package would have been less than what San Francisco gave up to get ostensibly Mac Jones, Russell Wilson, mm -hmm. Russell Wilson. I, I, and I, we forget with quarterbacks, even near the top, it's like a at best a 50% hit rate. I believe it's lower, which doesn't mean you shouldn't try to take a quarterback, but you really don't know. You know what you got in Russell Wilson. I understand the benefits of having a young guy on a rookie contract, 
But to me, unless it was a Trevor Lawrence, it would be a wild roll of the dice for Seattle. And the only way it would be worth it is if you actually believe Russell Wilson was willing to hold out, which has never been on the table in all of this. So I don't understand why. um, I understand why we're having this conversation because Russell Wilson clearly is a dissenter or whatever. But from Seattle's perspective, it's never made sense to me. And why would it make sense to Russell Wilson? This is another argument Dave and I got into. He's like, oh, the Jets should gobble him up. They should offer him whatever. It's like, hold on. This is a two-way street. He has a no-trade clause. He listed four teams. One of them certainly wasn't the Jets. Why would he leave to become the, if the, is the idea to become a Super Bowl champion or is the idea to just get out of Seattle? And I agree with you. I don't think it was to just get out of Seattle. I don't even think he really ever wanted to. I think he was just a little butthurt after the season. They need to protect him a little more, but the Jets wasn't an option. And I don't think the Bears was going to be a great option either, right? No, I, that was the weirdest thing about the list of trade destinations. It was like Chicago, Dallas, Vegas, New Orleans. Right. And we were like trying to connect the dots and try to find a theme between those teams. But they're, like a theme did not really exist. Not even like cities with a great inner like food scene or something. I don't know. We were digging really deep trying to figure out what he wanted. The one place that would have made sense to me is if he said, I want to go to Miami. That's actually a good football team. They had a high draft pick that I could have seen um, potentially, if, but it, it was never an option that he put out there. And so, you know, we just had to deal with the ones he gave us and they all seem kind of kind of bonkers to me. Yeah, seems to me. And we can we can I, I can further explain my point about Russell Wilson if if you so desire ah. but as it stands. Mm-hmm. OK, let's just. You don't have to. That was rhetorical. Neither one of you actually had to make a a, a noise to in response to that. It was understood. I was moving on. Now, I say that the Seahawks, as constituted, will wait and see what happens in the draft. Of course, I think there are closer. This isn't just to poke the bear once again, but I think they're closer to fourth place in the NFC West Mm. than they are first. As as they and the other three teams in the division are constituted. How say you, Kimes? I disagree with that. I do think that they're not the favorites to repeat. So I am reasonable. I'm a reasonable woman, not a full homer. But um, I think... Well, Rams are the heavy favorite, right? Rams are heavy, heavy, but they're the favorite. They're the favorite, but I have doubts about them too because that roster, they did lose a couple of key pieces in the secondary and the defensive coordinator. And Mm -hmm. as we know, great defenses... Sorry about your Steelers next year are less likely to repeat year to year than great offenses. Now they're counting on an upgrade from Stafford, which I believe will happen. But that defense is, has some question marks uh, in the back and linebacker and the secondary. And then I would say the Niners still a question mark at quarterback. We have no idea what's happening. Maybe I'm giving you a segue there if you want to talk about that. And then the Cardinals again. I, I, I like the trade for Hudson and and you know Watts interesting, but. That's secondary also. Ton of question marks. And I'm not sure if the offense has really improved that much either. Yeah, let's lay it out odds-wise because we're talking about the Rams mm. are a favorite. Not a heavy favorite. I mean, you're right. Uh, plus 175 to win the division. The 49ers second at 2-1. to one. Seahawks plus 293 uh, at, at third. And Arizona plus 550. Um, yeah, I uh, listen, I, I this is not a team that's in jeopardy of going three and 13 or four and 12, right? They're going to have between eight and I would say 11 or 12 wins a year, right? So you got to win those close division games. I think they have some, I think you get lucky with the out of division games, right? Do you have the NFC North something? I'm pretty sure like you have the line, you have a couple of uh, clunkers on there that could uh, 
that could, you know, propel you to the playoffs at least. And then it's kind of a crapshoot. I think you're in good shape there. I think our 17th game is Pittsburgh, actually. The times damage showdown. Wow. That's precisely right. And you'll get yours as will the rest of the world with the Savenge Tour 2021. <laughs> it's taking another go around here. Savenge. I wow. do want to I do want to hear uh what you think about that. Um Brutal. what goes on there. But uh l- like you touched on there at three. Do you really believe? Because it feels like an ego move. And this is just like high-end quarterbacks have big egos. So, too, do the play callers in pro football. But this seems like a wild swing from Kyle Shanahan if he really does end up going Mac Jones. I get that he's had success with Matt Mm -hmm. Ryan and Jimmy G. But you don't say, well, let's go three overall. And let's also trade away a bunch of stuff to get to that spot so that you can take Jimmy G part two. Right. I mean, the that's mm. that's basically what Mac Jones is, isn't he? I called him Jimmy H on NFL Live, uh, which hmm. Jimmy G, some people, some Alabama fans did not love, by the way. Um, and Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy G is not bad. And Jimmy He's H, a H, handsome devil. Better. H is after G. Um, yeah, I think it's like they, we're, we're kind of all trying to read the tea leaves, read the sources. Who's got the good sources? Because God knows I don't. I'm just listening to Adam Schefter like the rest of you. But um, to me, like. Empirically, the question is, does does Kyle Shanahan, who we assume is pulling the lever, we don't know, does he want the quarterback who is best equipped to operate his beautiful offense in his mind because the offense is the star, not the actual player, or does he want the player who might elevate it or take it in a different direction? Um, my opinion, not on what he's going to do because I truly don't know, but what I think they should do, I've been wrong the last two years, three years, four years, uh, on two players, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Uh, mm. Herbert less so than Allen. And Allen, of course, made an unprecedented leap. But yep. to me, I've had can we cuss on this podcast. Oh, yeah. I've had to really eat, yeah, let it go. eat shit on those guys. <laughs> and my feeling is I had to eat shit because I prioritized production in college over traits. And so if I was an evaluator in 2021, I would look at that and I'd look at some of the other quarterbacks and I'd say, I'm choosing the traits, guys. And Mac Jones is not the trades guy. You know, if you want to, I, 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 I'll make Alabama fans even angrier at me because I think this is a real. I, so now he's at minus three hundred. I always have to bring the odds up here because Trevor Lawrence, that's unbettable at at number one. He's minus six thousand. Number two, Zach Wilson, who a couple weeks ago was a toss up at number two, he's now minus three thousand. You can't bet that. Now we're at minus three, and you have about a day or two to bet this before the rumors get out of control. And Mac Jones is a three-to-one favorite to get picked there. Fields plus 250 and Trey Lance plus 350. My thing with the Al- – what did we learn about the Alabama quarterback? At best, you could say is Tua yeah. was third best, right, out of those uh, those rookies dra- rookie quarterbacks drafted. I don't know. Now – now you're saying, all right, maybe it is the system. We're seeing a Heisman Trophy winner was a wide receiver for Alabama. And then you would still go out of your way and trade up for Mac Jones. It doesn't make any sense to me. And that's why I would take a chance on like a Trey Lance, right? A better built mm. player at plus 350 runs that pro style offense. Um, 80% of his plays were play action, which is where San Francisco thrived in 2019. I think they were third most passing yards under the play action formation. I'm taking a chance here, but I feel like midweek we're going to learn that it's Mac Jones and we're still going to be scratching our heads. Well, uh, Trey Lance is a tank, man. Like when you watch that 2019, he looks like a a big brother playing with toddlers out there at North Dakota State. Um, And again, ultimate, he is the ultimate traits guy. 
in this mm-hmm. class. I, I was last week watching, so I've been cramming my draft table. I was watching Oregon just to see Panay Sewell again one more time and confirm, oh, right, this person who I, I don't really understand this position at a high level, but I can tell he is dominating at it. And when you watch that Oregon offense, it sucks. It is boring. <laughs> there are not good skill players. And Justin Herbert doesn't look good. I, like right. I, when I watched it, I was like, and was I crazy? Right. Because he's so awesome in the NFL. And when you watch the college tape, he doesn't look good in college. And you realize, man, this guy was really held back by his circumstances. And again, maybe you don't want, as, as you're saying about Mac and, and Tua, maybe you don't want to bet on the guys in the ideal circumstances um, because they won't be ideal when they get to the NFL. Well, that's right. If you can't do that math, then you're not going to succeed, I assume, as a personnel guy in pro football. But right, I am always spooked a little bit. I'm a pedigree snob on one hand. But on the other hand, I'd be awfully concerned about drafting the passenger to the 18-wheel juggernaut in college football, Matt Leinart at USC wasn't that long ago is a good example of what I'm talking about. But Trey Lance is, you say, traits guy in the context of a Patrick Mahomes-dominated NFL. He is a Patrick Mahomes traits guy. To me, Justin Fields is the answer um, at three for San Francisco over Trey Lance. I guess you could groom him, do the thing of Jimmy G for a year, and then turn over the keys to Trey Lance in 2022. I think Justin Herbert, though, to uh, after that 42-second uh, monologue, um, I feel like Justin Herbert and the Chargers, as much as we love Patrick Mahomes and everything else, I think that's the team to beat in the AFC West this year. How say you to that bold take? I've I've gone against you in the past, Dave. Never forget that fateful day at Rams training camp at 2018, 19. When did the Niners go to this? What happened there? What tell everybody that story? Yeah, I'm eating shit again, yet again. I know, man. It's not to denigrate you. It's to celebrate me. I volunteered this story. Let the record hold. You didn't ask for it. (laughs) You didn't tell it. I I offered it up on a plate, so I'm there. All I ever want is a all I ever want is a parade. That's a, why can't I have a parade? Throw one. I'm that. giving you the verbal equivalent of a parade. So I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm sweaty. I'm hot. I'm watch, scouting the preseason Rams. And who do I see? Dave Damashek doing a hit corner of the field. Uh, Eddie Spaghetti was there. I'm pretty sure. And he comes up to me and we're talking about the NFC West and my Seahawks, my beloved Seahawks. And he says to me, you know what? I think San Francisco's going to win the division. This is mm. 19 or eight, 19. Yeah. 19, yeah. And, I laughed in his face. I'm not going to lie. With uh, You know what you I said? With that secondary? That's what you said. Yeah. Did you say that? She said I did that. say that. Well, said but that. beware Shanny, what he's going to build to build there. <laughs> so listen. So yeah, I know great. I know my Western portion of, uh, of football America times. I'll say you. I really do like the way they're constituted. <laughs> the Chargers. I like Justin Herbert in year two. Um, I know the assumption is Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time, and perhaps he is, but I think that um, the Super Bowl in which he just played and lost because of the bad offensive line still stands as the best roster he's ever going to be on going forward. That was the best team um, that he'll ever be on, unless it was the Super Bowl winning team two years ago. If Patrick Mahomes has to play behind an offensive line like the one we saw in the Super Bowl ever again, the then Brett V, the entire Chiefs organization should be fired. I disagree with you. I think that was the worst 
offensive line he will ever play behind. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Right. Yes, that offensive line on that Super Sunday. I mean, but that mean the roster run. is as fleshed out a top-to-bottom roster Until the Super for that Bowl. season, right. And if he had had a half, an average offensive line, he would have won because he is the best quarterback I've ever seen. I will not pick against him. I, mm. I, I disagree with you. However, I do believe the Chargers are a playoff team. I think so too, Dave. I don't think the play is plus 450 to win the division because the Chiefs are, again, what are they going to go? What, what's their basement? 10 wins, 10 and seven. Well, now you have 17 games. So 10 and seven. Now nah, they'll be, Oof, they'll be, they'll be. I don't hate, like that. Hate, right. that. hate that. Still not, right. never going to get used to that. I know. I, I know. I have to, I have to redo it in my head every time. It's, it's not going to be good. But um, yeah, Chiefs at minus 390. Maybe the Chargers get a wild card and make some noise. It could be the, the Bucks of uh, last year. Bucks lost five games and, Still in the mix. They beat, um, you know, that Washington quarterback whose name everyone forgot. And then it was a, a glorious run with Breeze, Rogers, and uh, and Mahomes. All right. It's four. Oh, wait. Wait. So it'll be like 10 months from now, you know, once or nine months from now, you can wipe the confetti that just fell down in the Damashek parade the times <laughs> just threw and say, like, you were right again, Dave. And then you have to throw me another parade. That's your I choice. just think you take them at 16 to one to win the AFC versus winning the division. What do they care? It is weird that they were both 12 and four it was two years ago, right? That they were both 12 and four and the Chiefs won the division on a, on a tiebreaker. But well, I mean, those the way those things seed out is everything. And, and you know, we we it becomes yeah. a little footnote in history. But of course, you know, over the last as we always talk about the last dozen years, who where you get seeded in the playoffs determines just about everything. And so that game that week 17 game up in Seattle um, in late December, a couple of years ago, decided everything. The Niners yeah. don't go to the playoffs if uh, if the Seahawks, what was it, scored it? Yeah, scored on the last play mm-hmm. of the game. That, Inches yeah, away. Swung everything, right. Mina, why don't uh, Dave took a swipe at your Seahawks? We're going to let you retaliate to hit for his Steelers and my Cowboys. I do want to know, although I do, I, I saw your interview and I found that, and I agree with you, what the Cowboys should do in the 10th spot. I think they go defensively. I know Kyle Pitts said, talk about Pitts, a freak of an athlete, best athlete on the board, best player on the board. If he's there, they have to take him, even with all the offensive weapons. But I was looking, and uh, and Jerry Jones is apparently infatuated with him, but he should also be infatuated with not giving up 50 points a game. <laughs> I mean, from weeks two to six, they allowed 44 points a game. And that doesn't just get better. I think they have to address defensive concerns. Um, Patrick Sertain right there, I think, is favored to be the Cowboys pick. J.C. Horn, another cornerback, is right there. You agree, right? Defensive pick. And yeah. Don't trade up. Yeah. yeah if, if Pitts was fell to them, I would take just because I think he's a generational prospect. I need a new adjective for that. Maybe, Dave, you can help me. You're good with words. Transcendent. Mm. Um, I know we do use generational too much officially at this era agnostic maybe, but anyways, by uh, definition, if you are a generational player, then there, you are only one at that position. Yeah. Generation is now every five or six years now. Right. How about all galaxy instead of all pro prospect gold standard. That's good too. Ooh, I have Um, a good one. Elite. Oh, Oh, I haven't heard that. That would work. Um, So yeah, he's elite, but yeah, you can't weigh too many needs on that deal. Like I was putting together my team needs sheet mm-hmm. for going into the draft and Cowboys, it's literally every position on defense. You either need a starter or depth, in my opinion. I think mm-hmm. on offense, it's really just depth at the line. So it, it, they, there's just way too many issues on that defense to not address it or to trade up for an offensive player. I still like, I like Dallas because 
I think that defense, so many of the problems with that team last year were coaching and execution. And those are the kind of teams I like to bet on to come back. Yeah. Obviously, they've got coordinator. Right. They had some injuries, some COVID issues, high in Dallas. Less high on the Pittsburgh Steelers because their weekend at Bernie's approach to quarterback. Oh, uh, it doesn't work away. for me. I love it. Wait, what did you say? So I want that good and clean because I want to remember it okay. for, for all of time. Oh, I'm happy to do this because um, I, I made this call in like week five or four last you year. Did. when That's the Steelers true. You were, did. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, where's my parade for being you right did. about no, Ben no. Roethlisberger being washed? But I. Uh, okay. No, no. We you, can't have parades, you, guys. You We're you not officially fully open what, here. You observed yeah. what was empirically true. <laughs> Roethlisberger was dinking and dunking his way, but there were, but no matter because they were winning every week. So that was fine. I, I got I, emails. I wasn't gonna, emails. Ben Roethlisberger could still throw a deep ball. What do you know? Like Not for me. Okay. He can, but, he can throw it deep, but it's not going to go anywhere near the wide receiver. That's oh, true. But good. you know what? You know good. what, Kimes? You may have gone to an Ivy League school, but you it doesn't make you a doctor. I'm not one either, and no. I don't think Sal is, unless no. maybe he he did that before after law school. Um, the thing that we really legitimately that nobody has answered for me, and I've floated it out there and I've asked people uh, adjacent to the medical field, including my own father. Like, is it the same as an ACL? Is it in year two after you're talking about the yes? A year or two after major surgery, does it get better like an ACL does for players? If it does, and he's able to return to being one of the mm. half dozen best deep ball throwers on the planet Earth, then they have no issue whatsoever at QB. Um, and the greater issue is clearly not the quarterback. It is the state or was the state of the offensive line and the complete lack of a run game. Um, not to mention probably not being terribly flexible philosophically about uh, what he was willing to do offensively. And that's the other big question with Roethlisberger in 2021. Will he abide by Matt Canada's offensive choices instead of steamrolling them and, and checking out of them at the line? That's that. Those are the big questions. I, I, the sky is falling thing for Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I am not going to buy into and Sal can tell you. I am way more pessimistic about my teams than I am optimistic, generally speaking. It's a tough division. Um, but yeah, the line is the problem. I've seen these mocks out here with the Steelers taking like a running back, and I'm like, well, a running back? Mm. Behind whom is this is this hypothetical running back, Najee Harris or whoever running? Um, the line is just an it's a that's the big issue with Pittsburgh. I agree with you. I know Dave Dave says he's not embracing the sky is falling then, but when we talk about who's gonna win the AFC North. The Steelers don't even come up in the conversation. He likes the Browns, and then the Ravens potentially can knock off the Browns. I don't. Do you even have the Steelers third, Dave? Sal, I like the sweet spot of low expectation. It's oh, how okay. I've lived my entire life, um, and it's met with middling results. So why shouldn't I apply the same standard to the Pittsburgh Steelers here in 2021? Yes, this sets up nicely. I'd rather... The Cleveland Browns are are the team that we're all in fear of. That That's fine with me. That's what I want. And do you agree, though, legitimately, I think, given the roster and if you can wash off the last 50 years of stink, the Browns stand is, you know, if you look at what have you done for me lately, the Browns would appear to be the class of that division, not the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. And 
I have more concerns about the Ravens in year three and a half of Lamar Jackson than that offense, their inability to get a wide receiver, and the diminishment of the front seven, which is everything for Baltimore's defense. I'll say you. Yeah, I think that's the 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 Ravens. My biggest concern with the team is there are still holes in the roster going into the draft. Like when you have two positions you really need to address. Uh, wide receiver and edge rusher in this case, having lost, you know, a, a lot of the talent in that front seven, you start getting worried about, are we, is this really a playoff team? I think the Cleveland Browns have the better roster and the Ravens have the plus quarterback who can at times like really elevate the team and, and do crazy things. And it becomes a kind of a question of which one matters more. Um, I don't know. I think we'll see early on with Baltimore. If, the offense looks as stale as it did last season at times, particularly obviously the pass game. But people forget in 2019, that team had a, the pass game was electric. It's not like, um, you know, it, they, they couldn't pass the ball at all for two years. So I'll be very curious to see. They hired a new pass game coordinator. I think it was Devontae Adams, wide receiver coach, a guy who's mm-hmm. coached a lot of the better wide receivers in the NFL. If that makes any difference, I think we'll see it early on. And if not early on, then I would go all in on Cleveland. Interesting. Yeah, they're talking about Antonio Brown working out with the team and everything. Maybe it is just someone like that who can make a difference. I don't know what the answer is with L- Lamar Jackson. Like, if what what makes him better? Right? He's just such he's such an enigma back there, and uh, he does things his own way. So I'm not sure even what type of receiver would be great. But they are like one little piece away from getting back. I think to. 10, 11, 12. I mean, the, 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 if they could swing something to get Kyle Pitts, and that's why they went hard after Juju Smith-Schuster. Sure. That's what they, they need. They need those guys that uh, destroy the seams. And if you throw him, um, uh, you, I mean, it, it's imperfect when a clunky tight end, an undrafted tight end, a low pedigree tight end is, is your go-to option in the past. I mean, Mark Andrews is very nice, but they need another guy. That's to, it. To do that. I mean... I it it's bad. I really do think it's diminishing returns for that offense, and it's a, it should be a red flag. And the Ravens in their in their um, personnel department understood two years ago the potential liability of this is attracting pass catchers who want to be a part of this offense in pro football. And now the we see the results. People don't want to be a part of this. If if you have a mm. choice, go somewhere where you might get a pro level number of targets. Not in that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess Juju really just wanted those. Six yard hospital balls over the middle of the field from <laughs> on the Savage tour. What a stinker. That, that's you good. Know. See, that's what I was waiting for. That's good. Uh, okay, Kyle, say it. I want you to say, get on the record. This is an important one to weigh in right. on now. What do you do want you? me to say? Go ahead. I, I mean, I know it's. Ben's washed. I've been saying that out loud for a year. Okay. I'm happy. Wow. I'll say it with my chest. Pittsburgh fans, come at me. Washed means, okay, in a quarterback league, though. That means, and this is the thing, Sal, that we go back and forth on all the time, is QB wins. Like, they either matter or they don't. He's never had a losing season. Are you going to predict that? QB wins. If he's washed, if he's washed (laughs) and the roster is, is... at in the state it is, which is everybody keeps oh blah, blah, so many losses on defense and blah the offensive line like well then they certainly have to go seven or nine or worse right in a tough you division. want a record prediction for Pittsburgh from seven me? and Not ten a, you don't have to say seven. a record I'm just saying are you going to say if in the quarterback league then the Steelers certainly can't be a playoff team if if they have a bum at QB right 
Keep in mind, Dave's got him in third place now, so you're not really offended. No, I, I may end up, Sal, depending on the draft. They, uh, they, they may well end up being my my second team out of the North. Okay. And I'll wild. go with a, a smooth seven and ten. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> seven and ten. Nine. I like the way that sounds. Seven, eight, and, and nine, Dave. He could then Tomlin could say, "Hey, I still have the eight win thing. I never get fewer than eight <laughs> wins, but he's eight and nine now instead of eight and eight. <laughs> God, I, think, I, yeah, I don't that. like that. Nine and eight. Oh. Well, I love that we're talking about this. I really do. The NFL draft, I I feel like, you know, there's four different stops before we get to the season. The NFL draft being one, uh, you know, preseason. When the fantasy football magazines first come out, that's a big milestone, although now everything's online. Uh, But I know uh, you appreciate it as much as anyone, Mina. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. What do you have to plug? Give it, tell us all. Everybody can see you. My podcast is Mina Kime Show featuring Lenny. Yeah. Um, my co-host who's in one of his many beds behind me right now. And, uh, <laughs> we're, we're covering the draft. We're doing a lot of draft previews at the moment, going through the offensive and defensive stars this week's defense. Just finished watching the, uh, DBs. Pretty excited about that. Your future, uh, cornerback, Patrick Sertan, the second, very impressed by him. So, uh, yeah, check it out wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Buy low on the Cowboys. Sell. Uh, Dude, you know, I'm a Dak lover. So I always buy. I'm always buying Dak. I feel like I, Cowboys, I, you, I'm, 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 it's me against Dan Orlovsky. I'm the Dak lover yeah. and Dak fighter. So. And it seems like I went through the same thing as like just fending off people like, oh, Dak could go to the Bears. Dak could go. I was like, no, Dak's not going out. You went through the same thing with Russell Wilson. They're not going anywhere. I know, it's, Dave, this is. You, you look at their stats. This is the biggest case against QB wins. These guys are having their best years ever. Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott, and they're out of that three to four year window. So my I, I listen, I my point about QB wins is you cannot be on an on a perennial loser if you are a high end quarterback. Drew That's Brees, very three, different from wins very in our quarterback di- stat. That's just like, no, no, oh, no. yeah, you the one everybody held up and it's a completely different. Uh, conversation I, I mean to uh, drag us down with a Deshaun Watson reference but for all the oh Deshaun Watson look at him stuck in Houston it, it's it would be another thing if it were year three of him being on a loser it just doesn't happen high-end quarterbacks in the 21st century are not on a protracted loser that that means the QB wins are a thing but your podcast maybe should be I I, I figured it out it's in the Mina time in the Mina time. What do you think of that, Times? I don't understand it. In the Mina time. Just nod. It, it's, it's, it's such a quicker way to get off. And right, I'm going to like, pull hey, my good, powerful Dave. vote to have... Uh, I, I've advocated before to for the Monday Night Football booth, a <laughs> uh, an analyst booth, a three-person booth of... I don't care who... Matt Money Smith, let's put him in there as your play-by-play guy. And then Mina Kimes and Ryan Clark. And then we all uh, ascend to cloud nine as we watch football games. That would be a great We're going one. to Cleveland. Ryan's Ryan and I and a couple, and Dan and Laura and Marcus to cover the draft together. So check it out. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, yes. Well, is that Lena time? What are you going for, Dave? Leaner, leaner I, times? I didn't understand. In the meantime. Oh, in, in the, the meantime. Time. It, oh, in the meantime. What do you mean you don't get it, Mina? It's like you like. Being named Amy and not knowing there's a song named Amy. That's that's weird. You didn't get it's tough because you're 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 you doing your a variation of both words and, and I names. hate to do this. This is the first guest I have to do this with Sal, but I'm sorry, yeah. but Mina is now suspended. I don't <gasps> well, I, I only like to do it to listeners, but I didn't like the that was that was wow. 
that was a second shot, and that that I won't stand for. Let's give her a chance, though, Dave, to redeem to remain a time. No, say I'm gonna just gonna let that go. Ranch on pizza or no ranch on pizza? I, I like your initial reaction there. I think uh, I would dip the crust in the ranch, <sighs> but not put the ranch on the actual pizza. We we made, we had a poll here, and I thought it would be overwhelmingly in favor of no ranch, and it was like fifty four forty six only, way too close for my and Dave's liking that people were against ranch. But oh my oh. god, there it is! Oh, we, oh. seen it. <laughs> if you didn't believe it, we have the visual. I know you're right. We did lead the we did we know. did lead the witness a little bit, but even so, it's it's a it's a small margin. I would say dip the crust is a, is more acceptable than what I've seen, Dave. People just slathering it with the with ranch over the top, over the pepperoni and cheese and cheese and and sauce and everything. But I it's don't know. to me, it's just it it's it speaks to one in a world that offers blue cheese dressing. He or <laughs> she who would choose the ranch willfully um, indicates self esteem issues. Okay. I love blue cheese. So, uh... See, there you go. Yeah, you go blue cheese over ranch. As long as that's, as long as that's your standing um, philosophy, there you go. Then, uh, we're we're okay. But you're still suspended. You that's can okay. hear her. Just, I'll she, be back on my Savenge we'll tour. See. <laughs> She'll be back. Mina and Lenny, you could see them dipping crust into uh, ranch dressing. ES on the next, in the Mina time. No. Still not working. Check her out on ESPN. That Mina, thanks so much. I'm counting this as meeting you, okay? Me too. This is nice. Mina too, see? Uh, didn't, I go. didn't say that. And again, it's yeah, like Dave. you can't, it's not happening. Let it's it go. It's really not. It's not Suspended. <laughs> thanks for coming on, Mina. Appreciate it. Hi, guys. <laughs> that was great. Thanks again. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having me. I got I to gotta walk, walk my pupper. Thanks, Mina. Yeah, Have go a good time in dog. Cleveland. Oh, I will. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks. Talk to you later. Well, Mina's great, Dave. There you go. I've met her now. I know. Good. Is she now? The, I mean, let's just uh, keep it updated so you, you can keep things seeing, uh, keep these things clean yeah. in your own brain. Is she now the front runner for your favorite new person you met this year? I think she is. I have really? to come to terms with the fact that Zoom counts as meeting somebody in yeah. these uh, these uncertain times. But yeah, she's the front runner. And now what is we're uh, we're almost a third. Of I mean, the it's year not in, right? right. I mean, listen, we're through one. We're beyond one quarter mm -hmm. of the calendar year. And as far as that goes, I have a nice uh, little announcement uh, what or, is or update. The Envy Apple. The of course the 2020 Shecky Award winner for Fruit of the mm. Year is I mean I'm trying to think like what did the Yankees do in year two after you know some teams like it's like we did it we finally won the championship and then they regress a little bit because they've been partying too hard <laughs> oh, and then others the true dynasties they get better in year two that's what the Envy Apple is doing be careful right. rest of the fruit world. Or this thing is just going to be a blowout and it's going to be embarrassing for you. I feel bad. I know Mina had to walk her dog, but she should have really stuck around for that. I mean, the Apple talk. By the way, Joel pulled this up. Dave, you drafted Trey Lance as the third pick. That's that's not right. Why, I did? Why are you doing, is that right, Joel? Why do you have 125 in parentheses? That wasn't plus 125, was it? Back then? That's what it has uh, on this chart. But yeah, Really? And Jamar Dave Chase is the third pick. He bet both guys as the third pick. I That's did. Right. I don't know that you're reading. Oh, that, right? because 
Yeah, because the Dolphins had the third pick. That's why. Oh, right. Okay. Things have changed considerably since we made since we did this draft. Dang. You, you thought they'd take Trey Lance uh, with the? Uh, no, I thought, thought they the Dolphins at three would take Jamar Chase. That's what I thought. Okay, we got to look. So at did uh, yeah. Dave draft Illinois uh, to make yeah. the Final Four? Yes, he okay, did. Okay, then I'm looking at the right thing. <laughs> I'm the only one with a winner so far. Yes. And Ballard doing the whole thing, but it doesn't matter, right? Some horse is going to win and uh, that'll be that for this. Uh, anyway. Oh, baseball. Excited that baseball's back. My Mets. I don't know. We've the Mets have played two weeks uh, basically, and uh, they have two wins. And yet I guess that's not that bad. They're two and three, but either way, there's nothing like watching a game, great weather, a cold drink, Maybe you grab your gal, you make out in the mezzanine, Dave. I don't know. Whatever you're into, it's free do it country. with a little action on FanDuel Sportsbook. If you've never bet on baseball before, now is the perfect time to give it a shot. FanDuel, letting new users swing for the fences risk-free. You'll get up to $1,000 back in site credit if your first bet doesn't win. And once you have an account, you can get up to $25 back each day if your same-game parlay bet falls one leg short. This is like a participation trophy to, I, I don't know. It's like shooting it to the moon, Dave. Like, oh, you only went three out of four in a parlay. Here's your money back. I don't know. They, they're very generous, these FanDuel people, but I'm not sure I agree with the message. Either way, you can combine multiple baseball bets for an even bigger win all season long. There's a reason FanDuel Sportsbook is America's number one sportsbook. The app is simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets. Unique. Fun bet types like same game parlays and always on promotions to let you get more action out of every game day. And when you win, FanDuel pays you your winnings in as little as 24 hours. Download FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code extra points to get in on the action. That's FanDuel Sportsbook promo code extra points. Yeah, I don't know. Um, your Pirates have, uh, I'm trying to think, what, where are they in the standings? Here? Well, they've, they, they, they won a couple against the Cubbies, which has got to be the greatest humiliation a pro ball player can suffer is to lose <laughs> a series to the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's right. crazy. Um, I feel bad for your guy, DeGrom, officially. Now, it's hard to feel bad this for guys who are worth that level of money, but I really do think he's in the conversation, and I really do, as you know, I like, uh, I like my lists, and my, mm -hmm. I like to contextualize with history. We got to get to the bottom of just how rotten this is for for Degrom at this point. I mean, people like to hold up guys like Archie Manning, and you know, if he would have been on a decent team, not the Saints, he would have been a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Maybe or maybe not true, but Degrom probably is tracking to the Hall of Fame. And I just, think he is. I mean, He's going to have forty wins and make the Hall of Fame. It's crazy. <laughs> it really is getting to be. I mean, really, who's who's up there? I mean, I, I of course, I'm inclined to offer up Mario Lemieux for the first five years of his career, but at least he ended up, you know, getting some cups there. What, is the is it ever going to turn around for Degrom to be? I don't know the best in the sport, and yet never be able to to, to win a dozen games, kind of thing. I mean, also another good question: Is it possible he slept to, to have slept with every? teammates mother yes. i don't get it why yes. do they hate this guy so much he's batting 600 himself the rest of the team is batting 189 and you just know it uh you know it's two nothing in the sixth they're losing it's like oh they're not gonna come back they're not gonna put up a six spot in the in the seventh inning here uh, i i feel awful for him let's take a look at the odds your, your team is three and six at least you're playing games dave um you're playing games and also playing games dodgers eight and two uh they lead the national league 
what am I looking at here? Those Astros got off to a good start. They're six and three now. Red Sox, surprisingly, we can't have them be good, Dave. No, indeed. They're six. We have too many a hole. But we're cool Red with. Sox I mean, friends. like I, I like that. If there has been, as we, you know, I think we've talked about uh, right when we first started the show back in in July, um, we were talking about COVID has been terrible, but there have been some beneficiaries of it, mm. um, and and I think the Astros are it. You know that that this is like that we've reached this place where now that there are fans in the stands, like I don't know if it's appropriate to boo them. Like, yep, still, yeah, they delayed. They got the COVID allowed them a year delay, but that does not get them off the hook. They they should be booed roundly, and it should and it should uh, stay as fervent a booing for at least the next five years. How say you? I I think they did a smart thing. They hired Dusty Baker, who's a likable guy and kind of takes them away from all that bad publicity and stuff. But yeah, I don't think they should get off the the hook. Like AJ Hench is managing in the like it just it's very weird to me that we've moved on from it. Um, And I think the uh, wink, wink, nod, nod uh, answer is uh, all these teams do it. But the Astros got caught. I think that's maybe why they're getting a little bit of a a pass here. But. I don't know. I want to see those OPSs match up. You you looked at uh, Bregman. You looked at Altuve. Those numbers went down considerably last year. All right, in a shortened season, it was 60 games. But I need them to come back to 2019, 2018 form before I'll, I'll believe that it oh, wasn't they deserve, that much of a difference. Yes, I like, I first of all, I like them hearing it because they didn't hear it a year ago, like we say, because there weren't mm-hmm. fans in the stands. So they right. kind of escaped it. They deserve it. And beyond that, it's the same thing as Belichick's Patriots and otherwise. Mm-hmm. It like and we talked about it. Uh, Kevin Hench and me chopped it up on uh, on uh, minus three last week again. As a reminder, you do not need Hall of Fame. You don't whatever standard you're applying. Like, or should we asterisk them? Should we keep them out? Should they be booed? It doesn't make a difference if you put an actual asterisk. In our minds, it's already there. Sorry, Astros yeah. fans. You can try and say, leave it alone. No, guess what? When we think of the Astros winning that World Series, we will always associate it with your cheating. Same thing as you, Belichick and Patriots fans. Yeah, you may may not like it. Hey, best team ever. Yeah, but we what we think about is deflate gate and videotapes, and you can argue against it all you want. That's what we'll always think of. Congratulations. I agree. 15 to 1 odds, uh, according to FanDuel, to win the World Series. Dodgers still at the top, plus 350. Uh, the Yankees, plus 550. I like when they lose. It's so much fun watching them lose. It is nice. Um, Padres, one thing, 9 to one. thing one. I want to Mets throw in somehow for you. 10 to 1. I don't know why. Who's but 10 to 1? The Mets are somehow 10 to 1. They, they never play. Uh, I mean, come on. They have, they've played five games. Now. No. Let's, uh, let's everybody relax. Everybody on both right. sides of this thing in, in New York baseball uh, fan circles. Relax, everybody. The, I mean, the 162 games is 162 games. It's barely even started. What's a fun bet, though, uh, on FanDuel, baseball's fun. Sal, I think I've landed on what, what is one of the most enjoyable things. Betting on individual guys to score goals in in the NHL. Pick oh, a guy. The odds are all super fun. Don't pick the star of the team because you're gonna because um, those aren't juicy. But otherwise, look up and down the roster. Have some fun. Look who's sh- taking shifts with the star of the team. Look who's on the power play. Who's the fifth guy, the second defenseman on any power play? Put a little something on him. You can, you know, it's a, you, you get like a plus 500 odds on this. It's super fun because it's, it's so elementary a sport. You're all you can watch, even if you don't care about the game or gambling. It'll engage you in both because you just watch like, 
I have 18. I hope he scores a goal some at some point in the next 60 minutes. It's a it's a fun watch. I love the player props. I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't been an NBA game in a very long time. And you can look at Fox Bet Live, but what I do, I just stay away from it. It's just it's so. I mean, the Lakers go to uh, New Jersey without LeBron, without AD. They win by you know double digits, and it wasn't even close. So that that's that's the NBA regular season. What I do rather, I'd rather play the player props though. I lose those too, mm-hmm. but it's fun. It is fun. And I think uh, with the NHL, I want to try it with the NHL because you can kind of manipulate it. I know they'll change the odds accordingly, but if you pick a game, a player in a game where the over-under is six and a half, for instance, Maple Leafs, uh, Canadians today, versus something that's five and a half, you got a little bit of a goal. to uh, You have a goal to play with, right? So Austin Matthews, all right, so the way, there you go. Austin Matthews to score would be, Plus 106. You're saying stay away from something like that. Well, that's a fun one. At plus 106, I mean, right. Nobody's going to be so prohibitively, I mean, b- because scoring a goal, a single goal in an NHL game ain't a breeze. So even the right. the stars are, the, the odds are much lower, but you still can win a little something. Austin Matthews is obviously a fun watch, but, you know, look at Mitch Marner, maybe. I bet the odds are at least double that, if not three times that, for Austin Matthews. And he's out there on the ice with him, and he's setting up Austin Matthews all the time. He's he's no slouch himself at putting the puck in the Mitch goal. Mitch Marner plus 225 to, to say There you goal. go. I said double that. And, and it, it really, like I say, just reduces the whole game to, I hope that guy scores a goal. And, you mm-hmm. have, and you're in it the entire game watching it, and, and you just need one bounce to be a winner. It's it's very satisfying in that regard. It yeah, doesn't you know, rely on anything other than just that one guy banging one puck in past the goalie and and uh you're a winner and oh, it you, was a it was you a would delightful love this watch. Bet. You would love this bet in soccer. You get eight to ten to one odds on uh anybody. <laughs> get the golden I boot. mean for you know listen if you're if you're just getting into gambling I feel like this is a great training wheels way to go because I have found it delightful myself. Right. Yeah, Lakers beat the Nets. It's very weird. I wanted to ask Mina on that because she 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 is uh she turned heel and picked the Nets to go far. But this could be a turning point game a little bit. Kyrie and Dennis Schroeder had that scuffle, both thrown out of the game. Like I said, the Lakers beat up on the Nets. Uh Drummond went crazy. It makes you think maybe Jersey, the whole lack of defense thing could rear its ugly head in uh 17 months when they actually uh, play some playoff games here. but And then Kyrie sat yesterday, right? Joel, did he sit yesterday? And and it may have been for personal issues, and it may have been because of the Schroeder scuffle. Like, I don't know. I don't know what goes on in this league. I don't know what this guy's going to do once basketball's over. Um, it feels like it's saving his life. But I, I feel like that, you know, I've declared I'm all in on the Nets at this point. If you have their big three healthy um, with the depth otherwise that they've now more or less created on the roster. I think that they are a cinch to win it. Mm. Um, at minimum, they get to the finals. And if the Lakers are there, that's the one team that can derail them for the reason you just cited, that the 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 matchup, the stylistic matchup would be too much maybe for the Nets with the front line that the Lakers theoretically can throw at them if all three of those big, uh, of, of their fr- um uh, hypothetical um, front line is right. is intact for the finals. That's the only way they're going to get to the finals. 
Um, I mean, I get that it, Brooklyn. It's that would they're be all a... three head cases on some yeah. level, right? Harden, oh, yeah. Kyrie, and KD. What the the thing that could derail the Nets is is the the mindset of any or all of those three guys. That's it. I um I'm looking at it now, and I, I get it. It comes out to who's a tougher out, but Sixers and and Nets are tied at 36 17, 36 and 17, tied atop the uh, Eastern Conference. And yet, if you look at odds for them to win the championship, the Nets are the favorite at plus 230. Sixers way down the line at 14 to 1 odds. Huh. My God, we might be overlooking something. Lakers second, plus 350. Clippers, 6 to 1. Um, yeah, the, the odds makers are not taking into account uh, the, the Lakers' misfortune of late, uh, aside from the Saturday night game. They are still second at plus 350. And the Jazz, who just never lose at home, plus 750. That's fun. And it looks like they're going to be number one seed. I mean, they're now, they're now really pulling away from the pack. But for God's sake, we say 18 it, games left. Yeah, we say it. it all the time. But it really, I mean, these these NBA playoffs are setting up to be juicy. I re- really, this is going to be, I know you're you're a little down on the spring. We need um, to get there. It's six weeks. Six weeks still. Yeah, well, we Let's got a month there. left of the NHL. Still, you're right. I hear you. We got we we've got to get through this month. Now that the green jacket has been settled for another year, um, we'll focus in on salad dressings in the next three or four weeks, and before yeah, you know, right, it, we'll right. be in the playoffs. We have that, we have an NFL draft to tend to. Sal, we're we're gonna get there. Don't worry. Chin up. All right. Okay. Hey, the new Crown Royal TV spots, Dave. Remind fans to stay hydrated and stay royal, and to not be that person. That ruins the game day experience for friends and family. So now we have to crown our crown royal athlete of the week. We've done this for many, many weeks now. Um, you doubled up with Jokic a couple of weeks ago. You love this guy's play. But well, he's so fun. Yeah. Let's do this. My crown royal athlete of the week, Bianca Belair. Oh, yeah. You know who this is, Dave? She's yeah. a WWE women's champ. She's I an looked athlete. her up because you mentioned her, but yeah. I have no trouble labeling her athlete of the week, right? She's a track mm-hmm. star at Texas A&M, South Carolina, and Tennessee, three universities. Um, oh, she's uh, she she beat Sasha Banks in front of twenty five thousand fans at Raymond James Stadium. There you go, Sasha Banks, two African American female wrestlers in the main event. Good job by you, Bianca Belair, and Dave. She has a ponytail about four and a half feet long. And this Sasha Banks will just pull on it and pull it. It would seem like a disadvantage in a mm. wrestling match, much like um, Mike Rotundo used to wear a tie when he went as IRS, right? Do we remember the Irwin sure. R. Scheister? And sure. uh, I was like, oh, why is he doing that? He's getting swung around the ring. It didn't matter on Saturday night as Bianca Belair, yes, became the women's champ of the WWE. I wish I could bet this on Fandle. There's no bet boost. I'm not sure why. But congratulations. Good job by you, Bianca Belair, my crown royal athlete of the week. Dave, who are you taking? I'm going to go with uh, Joe Musgrove. He threw a no-no, the first ever mm. in San Diego Padres history. It's a nice story. He's a San Diego kid. Like I say, the franchise's first ever. But of course, uh, any major league pitcher is guaranteed a happily ever after, so long as their origin story is rooted in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and wearing a Pittsburgh Pirates uniform. Of course, if you're a starting pitcher, you are destined <laughs> for greatness as long as 
you spend a little bit of time in Pittsburgh purgatory pitching for the Buckos there. Look at Garrett Cole, the best pitcher in baseball. Look at Tyler Glass now, who was shipped away um, to Tampa Bay and has been dominant. It really peaked in 2019 when uh, when Garrett Cole and uh, Tyler Glass now went head-to-head in a postseason game. Both Buckos, former Buckos, the worst team in baseball, now at its highest level, out on the bump. Go back and look at uh, at Chaz Morton did it all the way back to Joe Schmidt. Congratulations, Musgrove, and in advance, congratulations to you, Mitch Keller. You're uh, destined to be um, <laughs> a staff ace worth about two hundred million dollars in about uh, I don't know two to five years. Muzzle should they change? And- should they change the sign? I don't. What does the sign say when you drive into Pittsburgh? Like maybe it should welcome. Um, you know. Sensational yeah, future, pitchers. Yeah. Yeah. Future hundred millionaires. You're you know, guess what? You're gonna pitch and you're gonna win about two games. You're gonna have the winning percentage of Jake DeGrom. Mm-hmm. But um, as long as you as you know, it's like they say about what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. If it doesn't kill you to pitch for the Pittsburgh Pirates, you're gonna be richer on the other side. So right. muzzle tough to you, Joe Musgrove. What are the odds? It was a great moment. It was an exciting moment. But what have, have they been around since 1969, the Padres, or 62? Was it the Padres? Well, let me see. 69 sounds right. 69. I think that was the second. It was like Padres and, and Mariners. Was that the that expansion? Yeah, I don't think 62. Yeah, they 69, they right. come in as the pilots, right? The and Mets they, were 62. Right. The Padres were in 69. Um and so now that is how many years? Do the math. I, I can't do the math. That's uh, 50, That's 52 years. years. Is that what you said? Yes. Oh, my God. That's insanity. And yet I'm trying to think of like their best pitchers who are the, it's, uh, over the years. Not that that matters. Was Bert, uh, not Burt Jones, uh, Randy those Jones. Kind of, those Randy kind of Jones franchise droughts are weird. Like, I, I'm trying to think. I think now every NFL team has had a kick return for a touchdown. But there were, I can't remember even who it was, but that always stood out to me. Buccaneers, right? Is that who it was? I, I, I just I think was like, it would be one of those that. mentions you would hear every couple times a year about like, this team has, ne- believe it or not, never had it. Like, what? How could that be? Never once anybody did it? I think it was them, the Buccaneers, and they also had a weird distinction uh, yes. that they hadn't won in cold weather. I don't even remember what the temperature was. They, they were in the NFC won. Central, mind you. It was. It would be right. one thing if they played all uh, played the majority of their games um, south of the uh, Mason Dixon line, but they were they were playing the Bears and the Packers and the Vikings, and when the Vikings were still playing in the Met in the old NFC Central, and they and they never won a game under forty degrees. Yes, that's what it was. Forty, <laughs> Jesus, forty. That's crazy. <laughs> 40, it went on forever. Not even like and the five Saints, degrees. The Saints went forever as a franchise without having a winning season. They couldn't get over the hump forever right. um, with that. Yeah, those weird, uh, those weird franchise long droughts. Fulton yeah. Walker, first ever guy to not really applicable to our conversation, but it's in my brain now, and I must say it is Fulton Walker. Um, first kickoff return in a Super Bowl for a touchdown. A good piece of trivia. Super Bowl 17 against uh, against Washington. There you go. 41. There weren't too many, right? I think I know uh, uh, Devin, Devin Hester, Hester started the game with one. but Devin Hester had one. I think, I don't remember who it was, though, but somebody did it for the Ravens in the year 2000 Super Bowl, right? Who was oh, that? How uh, can I not J- think of who it was? With a J, right? Was it two Js? What's the name? Uh, yes. Why can't I think of his name? Come on, Joel. Joel, you're with a J, too. 
Jacoby or Jones? Super Bowl ever. Jacoby Jones, that's right. Nice job. Oh, Jacoby Jones did it there for the Ravens. Right. Well, I'm thinking of the year 2000 against the Giants, but right. You know, the Jacoby Jones did it in what should have been his MVP uh, game. Instead, they gave it to Flacco. But right, Jacoby Jones, two touchdowns, including a go. kickoff return. Yeah. All right. That was a Crown Royal water break. Moderate your drinking on game day. <laughs> stay hydrated. Stay royal. For more tips on how to crown your game day, visit at Crown Royal on Instagram. Dave, what else do we have? You, you didn't watch, uh, well, I mentioned, obviously, I mentioned um, Bianca Belair for WrestleMania. You didn't You didn't watch that much. No, Jim, but I did yeah. I did see The Miz on uh, on Kimmel. That was funny stuff. He's really a, good, He's a right? good fella. He's a, yeah, he, he's great. He's a Browns fan, muzzle tough to him and all of that. But uh, yeah, we'll have, we're, we're continuing to get right for the, NFL draft, we're focusing in real good. I know Sal doesn't love it, but boy, I just love this. And, and like I mentioned, with the gambling on um, <laughs> uh, the player props, yeah. what's satisfying too is what is a truth in the NHL, at least in my brain, if not on the uh, actual, if the stats don't bear this out, I feel like certain guys play well against certain teams. And mm. when you're playing the same seven teams over and over again, you can kind of kind of uh, zero in on, boy, that guy has scored six goals against that team, and they're about to play them again. That's a good one to place a wager on. We're getting you right for all that stuff on Minus 3. Make sure you download, subscribe, and uh, otherwise, we appreciate you doing so. You're not going to like this, Dave, but what I would do with the hockey, now that I remember, I haven't done this in years, but what I would do is I'm no fun. I would parlay guys on the second line basically to not score a goal. So they're minus 700s and I would get like four of them together and parlay them to not <laughs> score a goal to try to get it to even odds. That's no fun. I'm just rooting against the number. Th they score goals now, Sal. It's not 15 years ago. They're, they're, I scoring, got it. they're scoring more goals these oh, days. Believe me, I know. I would lose on, uh, on a lot of them. But yes, it's going to be interesting to see how this playing the same team over and over translates to the playoffs um, i cannot wait maybe it won't see the playoffs they're gonna be so good well you're gonna have to wait because we're freaking four weeks so what, what are we doing let's just fast forward let's get there already um avalanche three. lightning um toronto or edmonton and and let's do it there's no way those that uh playoffs that as you boil it down to that final four if the best teams from each division can just get there. It's going to be classic oh, stuff. Don't be. You're going to be. You're setting yourself up for major disappointment here. I know. The I am. best teams from each division can get there. No, but uh, keep watching. Keep listening, uh, Jim. I did want to ask you about this bad bunny. Did you watch it? Who is he? He's a singer. He's a YouTuber. I sound like an old man. Yeah, I didn't know who he was. I thought Bad Bunny was the Catch Me Outside girl, but apparently it's a rapper. Yes. Yes, and but is a Latin? Is he Latin? I don't know. What, I'm not sure. I have to read up on this. Oh, yeah. I'm um, sorry. You know what? Now that you bring Jim up, it reminds me. I forgot to mention him uh, when I was talking about the Pirates. There, Sal. Mm -hmm. I think it's crazy. I first of all, Jim, will you pull up the guy the the uh, the Pirates logo? They've moved on from him, but I this guy drives me crazy. Same as the Oakland Raiders guy. Um, their logo with, you know, he's got the eye patch and, you know, the one mm -hmm. eye closed, which is very strange stuff. And as I've mentioned before, I don't know any Raider, which is a pirate who starts his day by shaving his face clean, but the Pittsburgh pirate, take a look at this guy. <laughs> you got him, Jim. Who is their low, their mascot. Isn't it a parrot? What do you mean? 
No, I mean the you know the face on the mascot in the seventies when we were growing up. He's oh, a clean oh, right, shaven right, man, right. and he's smirking. No, the guy I sent you, Jim. I oh, never mind. He's thinking anyway. of Bad Bunny here. He's, he's he's all confused. All right, I'll show him later. I just think it's a little weird that that guy looks less like a pirate than podcast producer Jim Cunningham <laughs> looks like. Oh <a> <laughs> wow, pirate. something's wrong. Something's upside down. We live in a bizarro <laughs> world here, Sal, where the Browns are favored to win the AFC North and Jim Cunningham looks more like a pirate than That's the actual true. Pittsburgh pirate. That's true. Well, we had the uh, great Mina Kimes on to set it all straight. She did her best, but yes, we still there's still a lot of outstanding issues with Ranch and the Pirates mascot and why Jacob deGrom, why the Mets will never, ever, ever hit for him. But uh, maybe things are coming into shape. Minus three, Dave, twice a week. You have one early in the week. You have one later in the week. We are uh, against all odds tomorrow and later in the week. And you talk about the Miz. I think I'm going to have him on with uh, Brian Gewertz. Um, they're longtime rivals. Brian was a writer for the WWE. And uh, and the Miz just takes so many shots. By the way, Dave, that League of Leagues, um, which you claim you you invented. I mean, uh, I don't understand claim. Of course, I mean, claim I did invent it. But okay, go ahead. All right, we're going to have Toby on to, uh, to dispute this. But. Miz won the league. You know how hard it is to win that thing, right? Like you're sitting there with uh, fantasy baseball guys who won like $100,000 in a tournament. There'll be one of those guys on your right. On your left, there'll be a guy who's in 19 fantasy baseball leagues. You don't have a shot, right? Especially at baseball. They have guys that, you know, they have insight on guys hitting off a tee, um, like uh, eight-year-olds that they're going to draft, you know. But um, Miz won the whole thing last year. Wow. And he wants to come on and brag and I guess brag about his WrestleMania loss. I don't know, but we're, I want to do that, set that up hopefully later in the week. You got Lemon Pepper Parlay. You got the Betting Academy Card Wars. Paul LaDuca. Happy birthday, Paul LaDuca. He and Kalen Keller, Caleb Keller uh, took a trip to that, that store. What is that in Kentucky, uh, Joel Solomon? That's a great it's called store. called the uh, Kentucky Roadshow. Kentucky Roadshow. And... Uh, he pulled a uh, $1,000 card for me last week, a LeBron James emulating um, Kobe's dunk. It was in a $125 pack. This kind of works. I don't know. I might actually make money out of this. So this is going to be fun. It's Take good it fun in. to follow along. That's for sure. Yes. Extrapoints.com. Free picks every day. Laugh line. So much going on. Reminder to everyone out there, you may feel like an underdog, but please remember, you're all my favorites. 